the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. So we need some interesting stuff recently about the NBA. When prospects are taken in the NBA, they're young, right? And they signed their first contracts uh, shortly after the NBA draft. A lot of which, you know, are multi-year, multi-million dollar deals. And from our appearances, they look set for life. But there's a lot of unexpected costs to signing seven and eight figure deals that a lot of people don't realize. There was an athlete named Donald Foyle, a 1997 first round pick who played 12 years in the NBA. And he's got a book out there called The Athlete CEO. And I'm always looking for interesting ways to tie money together for investors, ways to tie money together for people seeking retirement. And I thought it would be interesting to pick it up. He broke down some of the lesser-known costs of being an NBA player, including the actual participation in games. And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, he called it the jock tax. Most Americans are not familiar with that. And paying taxes in every state that you play in is part of the, the situation. So if you're not in the kind that kind of business or in the entertainment field, you probably wouldn't think of it. You don't understand what it means and the multitude and mountains of tax work and legal documents that goes into playing in the league in terms of, you know, you play in 30 places, you get paid in 30 different taxes, it's kind of sad that I admit this, but when it comes down to the NHL, <clears throat> the NFL, Major League Baseball, <clears throat> I kind of want the playoffs to be won by a team from California, even if it's not my team, because it generates more taxes and general revenue for the state. 
21 of the 25 states that have professional sports teams prior to uh, Las Vegas getting a team. And, you know, the Raiders, get in, uh, well, Las Vegas is getting both the Knights, the Golden Knights, I guess, which is NHL, and the Raiders. So this jock tax, which affects players, coaches, trainers, and anyone that travels with the team. Anyone that travels with the team. So once you leave a state, you leave 182nd of your salary in the NBA. Um, based on an 82-game schedule. How that's di- divided up. It's tough to start figuring out how much it goes to state, how much it goes to local, how much it goes to federal. Um, and it's just a good reminder to you that you know taxes are super important to understand and grasp. And retiring in the state of California is expensive. Dying in the state of California, not so much. Um, and there's other states where retirement's cheap, but dying's expensive as far as the estate tax that you're going to get. So this guy, Donald Foyle, made $63 million in his career. Um, but with things like taxes and other costs, it doesn't add up to $63 million, right? It's like with you, if you have a million dollars saved for retirement, uh, you probably you know made a lot more. But that got stripped away due to taxes, state, local, federal, sales taxes. When it comes time to spending that money, you're going to be paying some federal, some state, uh, some income you know, for the state for sure, and federal. Uh, there's going to be sales taxes, maybe property taxes, other taxes, right? So, psychologically, a lot of people don't think about that. Um, and for basketball players, you have to give up 1% to 4% of your income to an agent. And you heard Phil Mickelson a couple of years ago say, i got to leave the state of California because the taxes are killing me. He kind of regretted that statement, but it was it was very interesting to me. Um... And for an athlete, you also have financial people, and they take, you know, somewhere between 1% and 3%. So you can start seeing how this money disappears and chips away. State income taxes of, you know, uh, 10%, not uncommon. Federal taxes of, if you're an athlete, 35%, that's 45%. Throw in some Social Security taxes. And you're at, you know, 48, 49%. Throw in some, you know, uh, property taxes, and you can see how it gets pretty expensive. Uh, sales taxes, so sales taxes kicks you up to almost 60% of your of your million. You've, you're down to 400000 So, and then you throw in 1% to 4% for uh, an accountant, 1% to 4% for financial people. Um, maybe you have to go see a sports therapist that other people won't have to go see because A, you're trying to take care of your body and B, you're trying to take care of your mind. The NBA will probably pay for that kind of thing. But then you get just to see who's all on your payroll. Um, You pay for marketing, things along those lines. Josh Childress was an NBA player who once explained an 11 million contract really becomes about 5 million after taxes. And I'd say it's probably even less uh, in some states after players spend on themselves for purchases like house and cars, they often buy family members things. And I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, she was adopted. And she had great adoptive parents, but she had an uncle leave her $15,000 to go to college, and her parents spent it while she was a kid. So when she's time to tap that money and go to college, she racked up about $15,000 college debt and she said mom and dad where is it I was like oh we spent that 
not we're sorry or anything like that. And she's kind of had a lifetime of disappointment with them on a lot of levels. Um, preacher's daughter, things like that. And uh, I, I was giving her some advice. I said, you know, I'm not close with two of my brothers, and just because we're biologically related doesn't mean we have to act nice and have a good time at Thanksgiving. In fact, we've kind of all avoided Thanksgiving, and we've kind of set up Thanksgivings with our other uh, side of the, the world, uh, spouses or girlfriends kind of thing. My parents had five boys and then one girl, so two of my brothers I just don't care about. It was kind of interesting. One of my brothers got really mad at me because when he was going through a divorce, his wife basically hooked up with my friend. Now, she was 30 and he was 18, and they eventually get married, and uh, he adopts my brother's daughter. And I'm like, whoa. Uh, so he doesn't like me for whatever reason. He thinks I contributed to that, and I didn't. I didn't care. Uh, I was hit by surprise on that one. But uh, we all have family like this. And, like, if he ever asked me for a dime, I'd give him nothing. Um, whereas if, you know, you're my best friend or I worked with you in radio for a lot of years and you did me some good favors, I'd be like, sure. You know, am I going to get it back or not? I once lent money to a friend who I knew I wasn't going to get it back, and sure enough, I didn't get it back, but I didn't even get a thank you, and I'm sorry I didn't get it back, so it kind of strained the relationship. Um, so I was giving her the advice, I'm like, you know, when push comes to shove, she's got a sister who doesn't have a job and doesn't have a house, she's got parents who don't have enough for retirement and uh, rack up debt, uh, they've got something for retirement, but not enough for retirement, and they're racking up a lot of debt, and I'm like... Geez, I hope you realize like the best thing that could happen to your parents is somewhere around 68 while still working. He dies, and then she dies like two days later, and then you just don't have a relationship with your sister because those are people that are going to be asking you for money. So giving money as an athlete to friends and family teaches me be careful giving money to friends and family. Um, those eight-figure careers of income don't come along often. And way too often professional athletes retire broke. So I guess the lesson, a lot of lessons here. You pay for a lot of people in your life, a lot of people. And you pay a lot of taxes in your life. And you've got to be careful about what you give away, especially post-tax. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Call Rob Black now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I've got a seminar coming up on July 13th, just right around the corner. It's in Burlingame. I'd love to see you there. It's the lunch event. Um, you can learn more by going to Rob Black's show while you're reading the description. It's about income and retirement. It's also about independent contractors, and there's going to be a breakout session tied towards retirement income and estate planning, plus the bonus session. It's going to be July 13th from 11 to 1 at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel. Um, 
and then there's going to be a breakout session tied towards retirement tips for self-employed and contact contract professionals. You can sign up for the event July 13th from 11 to 1. It's $25, but it's free. Um, if you use the code RADIO25, it's RADIO25, plus you'll get a free lunch out of it. So sign up right here or right now at Rob Black's show. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton talk a little bit more about financial planning and potentially why you should show up. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton talking all things financial with me. Annuities, Chad. I'm so fortunate that I didn't meet an insurance agent early in my life that wanted to sell me an annuity because they sound great. They're, they're too good to be true sometimes. Uh, let's talk a little annuities. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, this is, you know, I kind of got into the business on that end of it. Grandfather sold annuities and funds at banks for many years. And How did you make money selling annuities? Give us uh, a little it's little it's all commission-based. So... Basically, what happens is, um, so annuities came into play, Rob, back when capital gains were up at 27%. Okay. So you could get fixed annuities, and fixed annuities were typically, you know, 1% to 2% higher than CDs, and they're tax-deferred. So it's a tax-deferred way to save money. Um, and so they're great, they were great for older people that wanted to rate higher than CDs, but they wanted to save money. And variable annuities came into play because it was a way to invest in mutual fund-type investments and be able to rebalance and trade your portfolio in a tax-deferred setting, and oftentimes people in retirement were lower in their tax brackets than capital gains brackets were if you invested in stocks. Then we've got, you know, into the basically 90s, 2000s, when capital gains rates started to come down, and the fees inside those products were starting to go so high that they were eating up the tax benefits. Um, you know, and that's about the time in, in, what, about 94 or 5 or so that I started a fee-based financial planning practice. And uh, didn't like the idea. So I love financial planning. I just don't like sales. I don't like commissions involved when it comes to getting the best advice. People need to work with fiduciary. Especially when they could be egregiously high commissions. Yeah. And it took a while for the annuity industry, Rob, to, to catch on. People that have been listening for you and I to year, for years. Um, we've been doing this stuff together for, what, 13 to 15 years or so? Long time. Yeah. Gosh, 15 years, I guess. And we used to just hammer on annuities and how horrible they were. Well, now there's some no-load versions of annuities that are out there that we've talked about before that can be good bond alternatives for people that are, you know, 60 and above, and they're looking to create kind of their own pension plans. But a lot of people, unfortunately, have bought or are stuck in really bad, ugly products, and they don't know what to do about it. That's referred to, I think, what you're referring to as a TV show called Annuity Rescue. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) It'll never become a TV show, but it's dramatic, right? How do you get out of a bad annuity? Well, you have a, you have options. Um, first of all, uh, if it's in an IRA, you're free to do whatever you want. If okay. your annuity is an IRA, you can transfer it back into a no-load fund company, back into a brokerage account um, without any taxes involved. You just do an IRA transfer. However, you have to look at the contract and say, do I have surrender charges? Because if you are working with a commission-based person... You have to say, do I have surrender charges, and what am I giving up if I give out of, get out of it? In other words, if you bought an annuity at the market high, and you have this really high death benefit and a really low value, and you don't really want the money, it's going to go to your heirs, well, then you might not want to give up that death benefit. But if you do, and you realize that, gosh, this annuity, I bought it from a commission-based person, it's 3% or more in internal fees that I didn't know about when I bought it, because I didn't read the prospectus, well, then, if it's an IRA, transfer it into a no-load fund company or a brokerage account and reinvest it in better products. Um, if it's a non-qualified, it's not an IRA, you can still transfer it into a better annuity by way of what's called a 1031 exchange. 
where you can, uh, or I'm sorry, a 1035 exchange. 1031 is for real estate. 1035 exchanges for annuities. And that's where you can go take your existing ugly annuity, do a tax-free exchange into something that's better. Um, so if you're retired and you need income, maybe it's a no-load annuity that has a lifetime guaranteed income benefit where there's a couple out there that have their no-load. You can come and go as you wish, but they'll, depending on your age, give you 5% or more um, income for life no matter what the market does. If the market does better, your income can go up. If the market does worse, the income can go down. I'm not going to give out names. It cannot go down. I'm not going to give out names. There's a guy on PBS who recommends refinancing your mortgage and dumping it into an annuity. See, those people should go in jail. That's why. That's how the reverse... He's on, wait, wait. He's on PBS. Uh, he should go to jail. I know. <laughs> the um, There's also an advisor um, uh, that actually is very, very wise with IRA rules that t- tells people to pull money out of their IRA and buy life insurance. Um there's always a catch somewhere. You got to say, how is this person making money? And so the advice that they're giving, where's the financial interest? Anyways, a lot the, of people don't know that PBS is paid for in commercial. It's basically infomercials. You come to them with money, and they decide to put you on or not. Which is why people get ticked off that they get government sponsorship a lot of times, right? Yep. So, um, anyways, getting back to the annuity, yeah, you have to say, okay, I, I'm not sure what to. Do. I know this annuity product is bad. I'm not sure what to do about it. So that makes make sure that when you're trying to figure out what to do about it, you're going to either a fee-based or an hourly-based advisor so that they can give you some good advice in terms of what to do. There's fixed annuities, there's indexed annuities, and there's variable annuities. 98% of them are horrible, but there are a couple good ones out there. At CFP Chad Burton, you can talk to him, you can find him, you can work with him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Don't forget, Facebook um, is in the news today. Uh, they're reportedly in talks to produce original TV quality shows. Uh, we've got Netflix doing it. We've got Amazon doing it. We've got AMC and all the cable channels, HBO, Showtime, Stars doing it. We've got ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox doing it. Now is a very good time to be a writer slash producer slash actor. Uh, because there's a lot of work out there, more so than ever before. Facebook is in talks with Hollywood Studios about producing scripted TV-quality shows, the aim of launching original programming late summer. Um, not surprised to hear that. So the Apple's first step into it began with a long-awaited move into the you know, television series world, and they did Planet of the Apps, and it's, it's bad. So... Um, but in the future, they're going to have James Corden's uh, slightly different carpool karaoke. So, anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We've got a big seminar coming up in Burlingame on the 13th of July. It's a luncheon seminar. It goes from 11 to 1, and then there's a breakout session for contract workers and self-employed employees uh, from 1 to 2. Uh, a little bit of a break in between the two events, but both are free. And you can use the code RADIO25 to sign up for the first event. And that gets into the second event, RADIO25. That's RADIO25. You can find me online at Rob Black Show to sign up for those events at Rob Black Show. Shovels and dirt, shovels and Visit Rob 
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting the show all these years. Um, I've been kind of blessed with having a career in finance and investing, and a second career in radio, and a third career in television. Um, So I'm thrilled about that, and, uh, you know, fourth career will be in relationships. (laughs) You don't always succeed at all four at the same time. Google is known for its collection of wildly popular products, from search to maps to Android. But they've also had a lot of bad products, and I think that's kind of worthy of throwing out there in case we forget. Google Answers started as an idea from Larry Page. It was one of the very first projects Google worked on. Answers lasted for about four years, but stopped accepting questions in 2006. Um, they had virtual reality worlds, lively. It lasted a little over a year. It wanted to create lively because it wanted users to be able to interact with their friends and express themselves in new ways. It never caught on. He had Google Glass, which you know came out dramatically. It had a high price tag. It had software issues. It had potential privacy problems. It looked pretty darn nerdy. Google ended consumer sales of Glass in January 2015. Um, it says it's working on a new version. Worthy of note. Google Buzz was another product that failed pretty big. Uh, it was a social networking service that was integrated into Gmail, but it was plagued with problematic privacy issues and never caught on. The company announced in October 2011 it would shut down the service to focus on Google Plus instead. Uh, Google Play uh, was introduced in spring of 2014, but uh, by January 2014, it was no longer available for sale. Um, by January 2015. So they've had a lot of misses, to say the least. Um, Google Wave was designed to let people message each other and edit documents together, but users were confused by it and it quickly flopped. It lasted about a year. Google Video was Google's own video streaming service. It was launched before YouTube in 2006, and they stopped accepting new uploads in 2009, but video and YouTube coexisted. Um, until August 2012 when Google shut down Google Video for good. There was the Nexus Q, which was a streaming media player that was designed to connect all the home devices. Um, $299. Uh, they shelved the product before it ever went on sale to the public. Uh, Google X, which was an alternative interface for the search engine, lasted exactly one day before Google pulled the plug. Strange tribute to Mac OS, this is XDoc, you know, the docking system that they have. Um, it was awkward, to say the least. So, um, And there's other ones along the way. Like Google Reader was a flop. Google Catalogs was a flop. Google Hangouts on Air was a flop. Um, Dodgeball was a service that let users check in at locations. was purchased by Google in 2005. Um, the founders uh, basically left on bad terms a couple years later. And next thing you know, Foursquare was was started. So 
<clears throat> very similar type service that Foursquare kind of won out, if you could say they won out. Um, you know, Google Notebook was a precursor to Google Docs, and you can copy and paste URLs or write notes that could be shared or published. Uh, so you got to fail a lot in order to succeed, and through all of that, Google has always had search. And uh, YouTube, people laughed at when they bought it, and it turned into a huge home run for them. And I bring it up not to, like, say, all hail Google. I bring it up to say, sometimes things are a little little sloppy and messy, but you have a core product. <clears throat> Microsoft is the king of that, where for years they had Windows and Office, and they didn't have to do anything else. They tried. They wanted a third leg of the stool, but that wasn't meant to be. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Let's bring in Tony Mendez. Talk a little real estate right here, right now. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. How do you compete with cash buyers? That's a good question. Yeah, so if you're getting a loan, which about 80%, 80 85% of the people do, um, you're going to have to compete against cash buyers. In the Bay Area, that's roughly about 20% to 25%, depending on what county you're in. San Mateo is the... Uh, lowest uh, Alameda County and so on uh, gets a little bit higher as far as percentage of cash buyers. So there's a pretty good chance, one in four chance you're going to run against a cash buyer, and then probably a 90% chance you're going to run into multiple offers of people who are well qualified, big big down payments that uh, no appraisal contingency and no loan contingency, no inspection contingency. They're able to go over asking price, over appraised value. Uh, these are the type of buyers that you're competing against. So uh, a 20% down buyer that only has 20% down, decent credit, decent income that qualifies is still going to run into this scenario. It, it happens all the time where uh, – and, and there's a frustration level at some point where you get turned down, turned down, turned down, turned down. Uh, one of the points that we want to make is that never give up because – if you put together a good pre-approval letter and maybe even go the extra step and get what they call a to-be-determined approval where all you have to do is literally fill in an address. Yeah. And you can supply this to the seller and say, listen, I, I can offer you a decent amount on this, a very fair offer. I'm approved. Here's the approval. All I have to do is change the, you know, put the address in and, and, that, that, that may be the step you need to take, which we do quite often about 50% of the time. And they and it does work, but there is a frustration level at a certain point when you you start putting three, four, five offers in, and you don't get your offers accepted, and you're really putting your best foot forward. Um, it, it really does take perseverance. It takes a good realtor that can be honest with you and not sugarcoat a, a transaction. Um, somebody who's not going to be cheap and tell you that this is the kind of market that you need to put your best foot forward. I hate saying that again, but that's really what it is. Put your best offer first. Uh, and if you don't get it accepted, try it again on the next house. What I don't want people to do, which we're starting to hear more often, is people are starting to think about waiting and see if the home prices will come down. Um, I, I talked about this last night on my show where I don't think home prices will come down, Rob. I think what you'll see is more concessions and then less over asking price before you see any home prices come down. But I don't think home prices will come down. Um, I think it's silly for somebody to wait uh, if to see if home prices drop if they are buying a house for necessity and they have found the right house and they go, oh, I don't like the price, but you, it's the house that you want. You're going to pay more money for something you like than less for something you don't. And that's what might, might happen if you wait. So uh, we're starting to hear a little bit more of that in the market. Um, it, we're also hearing a little bit more realtors saying that sellers are uh, giving up a little bit more and buyers have a little bit more control, especially in the upper end transactions where the, these million-dollar-plus properties are sitting on the market a little bit longer. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He just did a refi for me. It, 
I got the lowest rate ever, the best service ever. He'll sit down with you. He'll figure out the, the, the best plan for you. We argued and we, did, we thought about 15 years versus 30 years close. Um, but sit down with Tony. Um, you'll find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Send him some business, if not you. Find someone that needs a mortgage. He'll help him out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Did you know you can get a casket at Costco for pretty darn cheap? Did you know you could also get a casket at Amazon for pretty darn cheap? Funeral homes are panicking because they make a ton of money on caskets. Costco represents one of the cheapest options when it comes to purchasing a casket. Um, You don't have to get a three-pack or a family five-pack or anything like that. Um, And Walmart all offer competitive prices on caskets. And I can't imagine that they're doing it mostly online because it would be kind of morbid to put them in stores. Um, Sales of discount caskets at retail stores uh, started taking off in the 1990s after the FTC ushered in a funeral roll, which was a set of rights regarding end-of-life related goods and services. Prior to that rule, funeral homes could charge a handling fee if a consumer purchased a casket from a third party such as Costco or Walmart. Now, because that rule, that ban has been, uh, that bans that practice. So, as of 2014, the median non-declinable basic service fees charged by a funeral home was $2,000. It's pretty offensive when you have a loved one die and you have to go through the funeral process. Um, and again, when I die, just get a cardboard box and put me in the backyard. I'm fine. Let the, let the raccoons take me away. Totally fine with that. Um, meaning cost of a metal casket, $2,300. Uh, cardboard box. <laughs> Order something big from Amazon. Stuff me in it. Let, feed me to the raccoons. Um, a Costco casket could be like 950 bucks If you want it shipped immediately, it's going to be like an extra $300. So Walmart caskets start at around $1,000. And Amazon has the cheapest casket of $791 uh, through Amazon Prime with free shipping. <laughs> oh, good God. Is it is it creepy? Yeah, but is it a cost and a, a way of doing business and not being taken to the cleaners, so to speak? Yeah. Taken to the cleaners by the funeral home, right? Don't forget, I always have a seminar come up. And there's one coming up right here, right now. You can learn more about it by checking out Rob Black's show. It's robblackshow.com. Uh, a lunch event is coming up and a dinner event, not a dinner event, but an evening event. You can sign up using the code radio25. It's radio25. That's for radio listeners only. And, uh, thanks very much. And I'm Rob Black. Said to get better, so I put a bullet where I should have put a helmet and I crashed my car because I want to get carried away. The flash Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I don't have anything to say. Blah, 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 blah. Now, I promise if you listen, I'm going to do my best. I'm taking a breather. Sorry. So, my last thought was we consume twice as many materials as we did 50 goods as we did 50 years ago. The size of the American home has nearly tripled. Contains about 300,000 total items. On average, our homes contain more televisions than people. 25% of people with two car garages can't park a car in it. Um, 32% only have room to park one car. The home organization industry is now an $8 billion industry, and it's growing at 10%. Growing at 10% tells me I should probably quit radio because my radio salary is actually declining at 10% a year, and it's going from minimum wage to minimum wage minus 10% because I have to pay tolls. And the tolls are going up every year. I know you're saying, wait, wait, he's cold-hearted. He doesn't have emotions. And he makes minimum wage? Yes, I've saved enough money in my life that I don't have to work till the day I die. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. One yeah. out of ten Americans rent off-site storage to basically put an extra room for their their, their junk. You know, I know, I used to know someone who lived in a storage facility. Like, that was his idea, was to put a mattress in there, and, you know, like lanterns and stuff like that, and he'd go in, and that's where he slept at nights. Get this. This is the greatest story of all time. I think you're going to like this one. I have a friend that when she was 14 years old, she used to have a boy living under her bed. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it was kind of fun. Um, so she was kind of a, I'm not going to say a bad apple, because that's totally wrong. But I didn't have a girl living under my bed at 14. And somehow she did this, and her dad didn't find out. And her dad was a preacher man. She was the daughter of a preacher man and had a boy living under her bed. So, like, at dinner, she'd take food to her room. And said boy would be like, thanks. I'm <laughs> like, did he come out? Did he stretch? Or did, was he like living there? Did he have like, you know, um, pillows down there? And, and like, well, let's just say uh, there was something going on there. She was 14. He was 14. And uh, I'm not going to say Romeo and Juliet because, you know, Romeo and Juliet, I think she was 12. And he was like 14. If you actually no figure out the, if you actually figure out their ages. But this is the best part about Romeo and Juliet. It took place in Italy. And if you look at the data, it was 114 degrees that summer. It was hot. So here's what I recommend. Go somewhere hot. Because if if your marriage is in trouble, if your love is in trouble, if your life feels like it's going the wrong direction, this is somewhere balmy. Because people wear less clothes. and It's sexy. If everybody had a Pismo, Santa Barbara, San Diego. I don't know any other surf towns. (laughs) I'm I'm out of surf towns. My knowledge of surf towns is very limited, ladies and gentlemen. Venice? So, okay, so one in ten Americans were in off-site storage. And I got onto that off-topic, very off-topic with the whole 
um, friend lived in a storage unit and friend actually had a boy living under her bed and her mom knew, but the dad didn't. So and I made her like show me what that looked like. I'm like, it was roomy under there. It wasn't like a bunk bed or anything like that, but it was close. So you got to curb all this. You got to get more minimalist. And, you know, I've helped friends move because I got a said truck. And I'm like, why do you have these books from high school? You're 40 years old and you've got books that you read when you're like, are you going to at some point in time, like, go on a TV show and win prizes because you've kept books your whole life and lugged them around and never read them? Um, more time equals more energy. Whether we're making the money to buy them, researching and purchasing them, cleaning and organizing them, repairing them, replacing them, or selling them, our possessions consume our time and energy. So, have you ever gone in the garage one weekend and go, I'm going to clean this place up. And then you just spend all weekend and you get like the black lung from all the dust in the garage, from all the crap that you've been building up. So getting rid of it gives you more time and more energy. It also gives you more money. Uh, If you're not buying up the whole world, you're able to save. It gives you more generosity. On top of being able to save more, minimalism also gives you the opportunity to do more for your fellow man, whether financially or by giving them some time instead of cleaning your garage this weekend. So I'm talking about a book that I read called The More of Less by Joshua Becker. Um, I'm fascinated by the concept because I think one of the reasons we're poor is because we collect junk. And it drives me crazy. You know, at least the toys that I had when I was a kid, like Stratego and the Dark Tower, were awesome. Now the toys that they make, they're just just plastic that just... Um, If you get rid of stuff in your house, you're going to have more freedom. And who doesn't like freedom? I'm not talking like freedom, like apartheid freedom. I'm talking like freedom where the less you need to live off, the less you need to reach it. Um, At least in terms of financial freedom. So less stress, less items equals less stress. Imagine two rooms, one that's cluttered and messy and another that's tidy and sparse. Which one makes you feel less anxious? Which one makes you feel better? Which one calms you down? I, I, I go into a kitchen and there's dirty dishes. I start cleaning them. Um, less objects will give you less distraction. Everything around us completes, uh, competes for our attention. The less stuff trying to steal from us, the more time you're able to focus on what matters. Uh, less environmental impact, the less junk you have in your house, the less you're destroying the planet. To me, we consume, the less we consume, the less damage we do our world. Not including chocolate or beer, which I think is always, both of those are binge worthy. But chocolate and beer aren't good for the planet either. So, the less you have those 300,000 objects, the more higher quality belongings you have instead of junk, five junky watches, get one great watch. And it's a better example for the kids. It's less work for someone else. When my dad died, I had to throw away all his junk. When I should have been mourning him, I was going through his paperwork. If his paperwork was in order, I could have like loved missing my father. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. for retirement can be complicated. There's lots to consider. But by narrowing your focus to a few key issues, you can maximize your retirement income and give yourself a much better chance of enjoying a comfortable retirement. I'm Rob Black, and on July 13th, I'll be in Burlingame for a special lunchtime event with CFP Chad Burton and attorney Michelle Lerman. We'll be discussing retirement income strategies and estate planning updates that you can use to get the most of your retirement nest egg. We'll cover passive versus active portfolio management, transitioning your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, measuring risk, estate planning tips for 2017, and more. 
That's Thursday, July 13th at the Doubletree in Burlingame. The event runs from 11 to 1 and includes lunch. And if you can stick around, we've also got a breakout bonus session where we'll give some retirement tips for the self-employed. Go to robblackshow.com for the details and to register. Cost is $25 and we'll waive that fee for KDOW listeners. Just use promo code radio25 when you register at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com, promo code radio25. Hope to see you there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.